El Camino People, The Podcast, Episode 15. Ultra ya fellow pilgrims, I am Jose Maria Ordenaz, your pilgrim buddy, and this is El Camino People, the podcast. Today in our show, I'm joined by Dan Spitz, who will be my awesome co-host today as we talk about walking the Via de la Plata during the COVID time. So stick around for more. I know that it's been a long summer and you haven't heard for us, but we went through some struggles. Our Instagram account was taken down. We are still trying to recover it, but it looks like there's no one away. So please spread the word, you know, get your friends, family, whoever to follow us so we can, you know, get more, more people to, to discover the Camino de Santiago as we discovered it while we walk. Also, we are going to be rebuilding the website. We will be hopefully launching the new website up uh, with the new year. We are hopefully with new sections, new stuff a new more easy image and as always you know more stories to tell that's what we've been doing all the summer you know recording and, and interviewing a lot of people and talking with a lot of, of the albergues and the people that work in the Camino and the people that is there about how is the COVID times affecting them that's why we decided to launch our Camino people non-profit yes we are going to be the first association that is not, uh, you know, any of the main uh, main Camino associations out there. And we are going to have a big purpose of changing things and doing some things different. But that will be revealed all on January 1st. Till then, you are going to have to wait. So be ready for today's podcast that starts now. Hi, everyone, and Rock welcome and to... El <laughs> El Camino People, the podcast. I'm not going to get this one. <laughs> Hookers, this is no. what it is. So finally, we have the, the chance to meet a, a pilgrim that was able to be walking during the COVID times. And you were back and right after they opened the borders again to finish your Chubia de la Plata. Hi and welcome, Dan. How are you doing? Thank you. Great. Thanks for having me on, Jose. Uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been quite the year, I think, for everybody. Uh, but for Camino year, it's been especially crazy. Uh, especially considering I, I, I was able to finish the Via de la Plata or start in March, leave Spain a day before lockdown and come back uh, in between the two waves when the country was more or less open and uh, finish the rest of the hike. It is incredible. That's why we are so eager because you were one of the few pilgrims that, you know, were riding the Camino when the time came and, and also you were one of the pilgrims that came back to finish your Camino. So you have both sides of the news, like, and I remember, you know, when we met, we were talking about if it's, you know, worth it to stay in the Vial Plata and continuing when the COVID came, came and you uh, decided just to, you know, do the right thing and go back home. I think it was the right time to do at time, so we'll figure it out. But before yeah. we get into business, you are ready for the one-minute questionnaire. As we talked before, you have one minute, and okay. there is a set of questions that you have to throw whatever comes to your mind. Don't think about it. Is everything is Camino-related, of course. Some may be okay. weird-related. But they are in it. So <laughs> let me put the timer. All right, let's do this. Here and we go. Right. How are things over there in your hometown? In Emerson? Uh, yeah. Pretty good, despite the fact that all the bars and restaurants are closed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we are all with that one. So you yeah. don't have even like, a, like, you know, home service or anything? Can they do uh, deliveries? No, there's, 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 there's takeaway, okay. either delivery to your house or you can go and get it. But uh, theaters, museums, anything hospitality related, it's all closed. Same <laughs> here in Spain. It's all right now it's changing, but they said they just told us that we were going to have to wait till middle of December to things to go back to like normality. But they will yeah. be opening the, you know, the terraces and everything, hopefully in like in a, in a week or two. That, that, I mean, it's different per autonomous region, right? Yeah, here the, each yeah. one can decide, but right now we're still on, you know, lockdown after 11 o'clock and uh, the borders with the, with the autonomous regions are all closed and unless you closed. have to do for work. Yeah. Okay, I'll ready? Yeah, all right, let's do this. Okay, let's <laughs> go. First Camino. Uh, Frances. How many Caminos? I think like eight maybe by now. Ultrella or Susella? 
Of dreier. One way. Well, uh, I'm not sure what you mean. What you mean by that? <laughs> One month to walk. Gr10. A donation to a donation shelter. The best thing ever. A private hostel. Can also be the best thing ever. Uh, a song. Carry on my wayward son. One memory. Cruz de Ferro. A happy moment. Cruz de Ferro. A sad moment. Cruz de Ferro. <laughs> One color. One color. Green. Canteen or Camelback? A canteen. Okay, that was your time, my friend. Cool. I like what you got going on to get the... It's a nice little icebreaker. It's a little icebreaker. You know, a lot of people, they get stuck, as you did, you know, in one way. I'm like, a lot of people, they said things non-related at all with Camino. I'm like, someone, you know, say, or another. I'm like, that's the whole idea, you know, whatever comes to that's your mind. Whole, yeah, you know, yeah. Sometimes we are so set in our minds with the Camino, but, uh, you know, something fun to do. And, and we will make it a yeah. challenge and see... Who is the, the pilgrim that gets the farthest, you know, in one minute? The whole thing. And I randomize the question. So, you know, I know a lot of pilgrims out there will be listening right now and like writing down, like, I'm going to be interviewed in a month. I'm like, no, no way, Jose, sorry. <laughs> it's going to be random and we'll be changing them. I'm going to be worse than my old teachers in high school. So anyway, let's go back to Camino. So you are from Europe. You... My first question is always, you know, how did you come out with the Camino? A lot of people, you know, in the States is with the movie The Way. Some people is through school. For me, you know, it's right on my front door. But how did in Amsterdam, you know, discover the Camino? That's actually a very good question. Um, I was living in Austria in the, in the Alps at the time. This was in 2013. Um, and I was working during, you know, in a ski season. And uh, I had broken my wrist snowboarding, so I couldn't do anything during the day. And, and I decided, I mean, I, I'd want to go outside because it was gorgeous. So I'd go for walks and I'd post all these photos. And then this Australian friend of mine, he started posting all these photos of this walk that he did with his father across Spain. And I was like, dude, what, what are you doing? You know, like, he's like, no, don't worry. Just it's, it's the way. Look it up and then go do it. You'd like it. And so two months later, <clears throat> Uh, we drove down to Saint Jean Kitpour with our car, with all the gear packed in there. Left the car and started walking, and I had actually no idea what I was getting into. I, I didn't even know what it was as I was going up there, up the up the hill, you know, or the hill, the Pyrenees. Oh yeah, yeah. and then that's quite up the hill for everyone that knows, you know, that that first stage, yeah. and like it's right all the way up. So it's funny because you know a lot of people they they go for the Camino. They are called in different winds, but they have motivations. I guess in your case, you know, was any intrinsical motivation? It was a time of your life that you needed time, or was just something that came out, you know, out of nowhere? Actually, at that in that year, my uh, ex girlfriend and I, we we were traveling around through Europe and wanted to get to know France and Spain mm -hmm. the most, and we wanted to do it kind of in a form of slow travel. So when we heard that you could walk across the country, we realized that that would probably be the best way. Mm -hmm. So we're, and we're both, we've, we've traveled the world a lot together and, uh, or not together, but you know, separate. But um, when we heard that you could walk the country, it was like, oh, wow, that's, it seems like a cool thing to do. But, you know, to go back to that April month in 2013, uh, that first day, I mean, we had minus 10 snowstorms, they had choppered um, out five Korean. They had choppered out five like, Koreans. For the ones that don't know, usually that's the day when it's still illegal to go over the the the, the, the high pass. You have to go through the road. Still, you know, here yeah. in in May we have snow, and in April can be can be still quite yeah. cold and, and deep snow. So, yeah. yeah. So I actually I ended up doing the road. Okay. Uh, but I didn't I didn't know until I crossed it again earlier this year or sorry last year, and I was able to do. I think it's called the Napoleon Way. Yep. The way yeah, Napoleon yeah, came gorgeous. into Spain. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it, it is so well good. worth it, but we have to remember that a lot of people get lost there. Some people even die every year, as you say. You know, Koreans have to be chopped out or, or, or find there's been people that has been lost for like five days. You know, it's, it's yeah. quite hard. So once the pass is closed, remember that you have to go to the other way. You know, there's always time yeah. to, to go back. So why the Camino Frances? It was because your friends told you or it was because just the... the 
Yeah, because he said, you know, if you if you're enjoying this walking, because again, I had my wrist broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I walk. It was out of a cast when we started the hike. But he said, yeah, it's like 800 or something kilometers. If you want a challenge, just go do that. There's places to stay all along the way. You'd love it. I I spoke Spanish at the time, so that was that was. That at the time, not, not not anymore. No, I still I still do. <laughs> <laughs> um, although although they give me they give me a hard time sometimes because I learned it in Nicaragua, but that's oh my god, story. yeah, that, that's funny. Yeah. That's that's that's, funny. that's a different Camino. That's for another day. So you day. you walked the Camino Frontes four times. You were by yourself or with your friends? Yeah, well, I walked the the Frances. I mean. I, With my uh, girlfriend at the time, and then all the other, okay. yeah, all the other Caminos I did on my own. So, how was your first experience walking with a girlfriend? Like for the people out there, you know, a lot of people they say, you know, it's incredible to work with your partner. It's something that you know bonds you together for for a lifetime. I guess in your case, it didn't was a lifetime, but it, it how didn't, it wasn't because of the Camino. Yeah. Okay. Um, how it how it was? I mean, I thought it was really. I, you know, it was amazing. It was it was the trip that made me come back seven other times to do all the other caminos. I mean, it was it was incredible. And you know, we were in a in a place. I think if you're in a in a relationship and you are able to let each other be free mm-hmm. and have and trust it and be and be fine and just communicate well, everything works out. Yeah. You know, we quickly found out that I had a much quicker pace than her. She wanted to stop, you know, and look at the butterflies and take pictures of everything and <laughs> take. You know, eight hours to do 20k. As I would want, to, I'm the guy who wants to do 20 before lunch. So I, I like heard a, some it's... some weird that she wanted to. I some memories are coming back. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. No, so no, it was it was it was really cool. Yeah. yeah. And what was the best memory from your from your first Camino? You know, we all have that memory from the Camino. And like, what was yours? Shit. Well, I think like, a, you know, the Cruz de Fero, when you said, you know, good, mm-hmm. good memory, shitty memory. I forgot the third question. Yeah. And a place. Um, a place. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually didn't know about it okay. until like a week before. Mm-hmm. And someone said, you know, you have to, if, you, if you're carrying something that you want to let go of, you know. So, then, some, so you didn't grab this stone from your hometown? No, I didn't. No, I didn't have okay. that. I didn't know. Yeah. But you know, once you pass that, and it was very misty, and you 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 come up to the hill, and there was only a few other pilgrims, so it wasn't busy at all. I mean, I've seen photos where there's so many people. Yeah. But when you pass that pile of stones, and you realize that for many, many, many years, many people have passed something like that, it it's uh, very touching. I know it's, it's quite one of those places that everyone remembers when you also feel like you're getting closer to Santiago. I don't know. It's one of those. When you're in the Camino Frances, is that place when you realize, you know, um, I'm almost there. Yeah, it's like the home stretch after yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, you have walked six more Caminos, uh, well, seven? Six. So I, I ended up doing the Portuguese twice. For the coastal, the, the inland? Both. Both. Yeah. And then I ended up doing the, the Del Norte, connecting with the Primitivo. Okay. And I... It, That kind of got to me that I didn't finish the the last bit of the Del Norte, so I ended up going back to Leon and doing the Salvador and the second part of the Del Norte. Um, last year I, I walked from Le Puy to Pamplona. Okay. Mm-hmm. My goal was to stop in Saint Jean, but when I was there, it was such pretty beautiful weather, and there was so many cool pilgrims I was hanging out with eh, that I had yes, already done. Yeah. So I figured you know we'll, we'll continue, and uh, and the Via de la Plata. So out of the, all of those, what do you think are the, the main difference? You know, a lot of times, you know, I think that, you know, the French is the first one and the perfect one to start because that's when you get hooked. You're going to have a, an incredible experience no matter what. You know, there's, there's albergues, there's restaurants, there's a lot of people. So it's the, I think the easiest and the one that you can feel, you know, the Camino, you know, soul yeah. easier. But with all the yeah. ones that you have walked, which one will you choose, you know, your top one as experience, as a pilgrim experience, which one will be? I think it will be... There's- It's a shared place. It'll definitely be the Via de la Plata that I mm-hmm. did in this COVID year, 2020. I mean, the de la Plata is already pretty intense as it is. And then considering the fact that it was a COVID year, it was very challenging. But, I, I'm, I you know, the shared first place is definitely the Del Norte connecting with the Primitivo, um, okay. which I did in 2017. I mean, I, I grew up in California as a kid. 
I've spent a lot of time, you know, in Oregon and, and Washington on, on the mm -hmm. coastline, and and that part of Spain is just the part of Spain that people don't realize no. is actually also Spain, and, mm -hmm. and that is what makes Spain different. <laughs> no, I, that's the whole beauty of the Camino that you can start in one place yeah. and, and go through like five different, six different. You know, you don't need to do the like the PCT to to you know to get all that. In the PCT, you need six months to get all that feeling to change from one place to other. Here, you can do it in in a month and a half. So it, it, yeah, yeah, easy. So then what brought you back, you know, to Spain in times of the worldwide going into COVID and then you decided to go to the most individual, personal, alone and hard Camino. You start walking the Via de la Plata, if I remember well, when was this? In, in, in March. In March, so still it's, it's a good time to start. Yeah, the weather is perfect. The very beginning of March, yeah. yeah. Um, another good question, Jose, you're, you're good at this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason I actually I went and did that is because it's been on my list for a long time, mm -hmm. and uh, I I'd spent the winter in Bali working. Oh, such a hard life! I'm so it's, sorry it's, for I you. Have very, I have a very I have a very difficult life. <laughs> um, I decided to to do it this year mostly because there's a lot of other hikes that I also want to start okay. doing, which are not not Camino related, mm -hmm. but I wanted to get this one. Because to me, it's the, it's it was the most challenging one, um, and I wanted to do it this year. And because there's only a couple of windows when you can actually walk it uh, that, due that, to the yeah, weather. That, that you should really watch hot. it. Yeah, for a lot of people that remember out there, I'm like Via de la Plata from I would say I don't know if you agree with me. You know, from May till September, I would suggest you know unless you are really 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 prepared and you love yeah. to walk at three in the morning, don't do yeah. it. It's just, yeah. you know, you can get so much trouble. The, the stretches are much longer. And anyway, wh why, what is the difference, you know, walking via the Plata? How did you prepare for it? What was the difference, you know, as a pilgrim walking? And mm -hmm. also in these times, you know, I guess uh, everything was different than you expected. Yes. So this might be a bit controversial, what my answer, I guess, might be to this. But um, I knew that there was... I mean, I'm obviously aware of the fact that there's a pandemic. Uh, mm -hmm. The way countries regulate uh, and deal with such a problem is different. And this is something that we as a, as a European nation are going to mm -hmm. find out once we kind of get over this and figure out what was the best way yeah. to manage it. Um, so Spain, obviously, I had put in fairly harsh measures in comparison to what we did here in the Netherlands. Oh, yeah, we, we can have another podcast about it. But. That, that's, that's, that's a whole different podcast. But it wasn't something, it, you know, it wasn't something that scared me or kept me, yeah. kept me away. It was, by law, there wasn't anyone saying I couldn't come yep. and I couldn't travel. I have a European passport. There was planes going. I figured I can, might as well do it. I mean, I, I, I kept, you know, respect for all the local uh, mm -hmm. Rules and regulations, you know, wore a mask, did the jail thing everywhere I went, um, kept distance. So, you know, it was, it was fine. You know, a lot of people were telling me maybe I shouldn't go, and, but I never experienced any, anything bad, especially locally. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, most of the people I met really encouraged me that I was there, um, along with a lot of the pilgrims that I met, which, by the way, wasn't much. I mean, it was like a dozen. <laughs> Yeah, that's for anyone you know that remembers the, the Camino Frances just doesn't for the whole thing. And remember that the, the Via de la Plata is like a hundred more kilometers than the Frances, no? It's like close to 900. It's a thousand, actually. It's like a thousand, so it's, two, two, it's yeah. three, two and a, yeah, almost 300 more kilometers than the... So then you go and you get flights, you fly to Seville. Yep. And then you start walking and... on Seville. How is the, the situation when you arrive you know, to a foreign country that is going through the... Remember that at the time we were on the moments that we were just increasing, you know, until then yeah. Spain was like all open, we were all happy, happy. Italy was the only one that it was in trouble. China was already, yeah. you know, coming back and we were just getting there. It was still, you know, normal life was going, nothing, mm -hmm. just wear a mask and, and then you start walking your Camino. How, how was it? Well, I was very, uh, you know, normally on a Camino, people who haven't walked it, and versus people who have, they realize that once you are actually walking a Camino, it's very busy. You're always doing something, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, you're waking up, packing your bag, hiking, making sure you get food, making sure you get water, finding a place to sleep, resting, you know, all these things. It's, 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 it's not very relaxing. 
I mean, it depends how you kind of take it. It's, it's like you're always doing something. So there was an extra element to it this time. Um, I mean, in March, I, I kept checking the news. I was making sure I was checking how the, the, the numbers were going up in Spain and uh, what was going to happen politically. And, and when I realized it was starting to reach the numbers as it did in Italy, I, I knew it was going to take probably take the same measures uh, mm -hmm. and, and close up. And so it was fairly easy for me to realize, OK, I, I got to just pack up, go back, sit it out and then go back when I can finish it again. And luckily that happened uh, this time. But um, so, yeah, by the time I came back in September, it was again busier because I realized or we I soon realized that a lot of hospitality places were closed. Mm -hmm. All the albergues, all the municipals, they were all closed. Um, I had to book in advance. Sometimes places were shut again. Um, there's extra long stretches. So there was an extra time in planning and actually doing the hike. So that kind of took you out of what a normal Camino would be like. Mm -hmm. Because on a normal Camino, I, I don't know what your style is, but I, I like to just walk and yeah. see how I go. Freestyle. And just, yeah, and just end up wherever and see what happens. Mm -hmm. it, whether it be 10 kilometers down the road or a marathon down Yeah, the road. some days will be 10, some days will be 50. But again, yeah, when, yeah. You, when you start planning the Villa de la Plata, for the ones that are not the Villa de la Plata are, you know, as we say, longer stretches, there is no so many, you know, restaurants, supermarkets, stuff. So usually you have to carry more gear, more water, more food. Did you plan yeah. Science Dance 1? You know, did you book in advance? Did you have your stages planned before you decided to come back, you know, to your hall mm -hmm. and then, you know, take away? Yeah. So the I beginning actually, you were. Thing, yeah, the only thing I did was book the first three nights, okay. and I did that because I realized once I'm on it, I'm gonna just get into the Camino flow, and you know everything will be fine. Um, and then I realized how challenging it was, and so there was actually another uh, pilgrim that I met, a, a very friendly British lady, Joy. If you're watching this. <laughs> um, you should you should meet her. She's really cool. Yeah, hey, we'll have to uh, interview her to see if you know both yeah, the stories absolutely. match up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching you, Joy. Um, she had she was she had prepared a lot of stuff. So okay. you know, one afternoon we had a couple beers, and we shared anecdotes. Slash, I basically copied what she had done, and so I had I had my GPX uh, coordinates. I knew where stuff was open, and basically I just call a day in advance yeah, or even the day in the day or the day itself you know mostly because there's so few people uh it's at least nice to to know that somebody is expecting you yeah and also for them to know that someone was coming to be ready if someone was coming yeah i've, I've heard from hospitaleros uh, that if people don't show they actually will call back and see have you seen this pilgrim yeah. And they'll go out and yeah. find people because, yeah, like you said, accidents. And also, happen. yeah, we have to remember that right now due to COVID, you know, even the, the albergues municipales and, and the public ones are going to be, you know, expected to make reservations because, to, you know, through the cleaning and everything and getting ready, you know, all the albergues have to the Lord War. So I guess yeah. that's something that, you know, it's going to take part, you know, some of the, the fun of the Camino, but it's also going to make it more safe and more comfortable for everyone. So one of the questions that come out to my mind, you know, and one of the things that we all as pilgrims, you know, is the, is the connection with, with another human being, you know, the, the hugging, the, the kissing, the just giving a head. All of this was taken off from the Camino. So how was, you know, walking and being, you know, you have to keep distance, you have to you yeah. know, and shake hands. How was, you know, for you in your eighth Camino and then suddenly they told you that you have to be apart from people? How was it? I mean, the... It was fine because there wasn't many people around. Okay. So, so there's 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 not that much hugging to happen. But uh, you know, once you start walking with people after a while, you or you share a room, you kind of become like a household. So you yeah. realize, okay, we've had dinner together, we've slept in the same room. We'll if something so happens, it's going to happen. If yeah. something's happened, it's it's going to happen. So, you know, with the few people that I met, I mean, there was hugging going on. So everything <laughs> everything was fine. <laughs> Uh, one of the things you know that a lot of it became kind of like viral on Facebook. You know, there was a lot of you know tales and a lot of you know stories about villages not welcoming pilgrims. But, you know, people running away, people saying you know don't go through my town because you know there is the elderly and then you put in them in danger. Did you see anything like this in your Via de la Plata that you know we have to remember that goes probably through a lot of all all towns where people are you know truly elderly, but also the Via de la Plata is a way to support you know the way of living. So. I didn't notice anything. I mean, uh, you know, I, I was able to go into every bar, every, you know, people were, would look 
uh, and be like, oh, wow, there's there's another pilgrim, you know, or you know, a couple of the old farmer guys who hang out on the street, they talk to each other, and then all of a sudden the pilgrim pops out of the forest, <laughs> and they, they like look at you because they're used to seeing more. I yeah. mean, there's more people on the Via de la Plata, and they they'd want to know where are you coming from, and you know what's it like? Are there others? Uh, you know, things like that. It's it's mostly curiosity. Yeah, I guess that's one friend, of the friend, 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 friendly curiosity. Yeah, everybody, you know, and also I think that's one of the parts that you know, as pilgrims, we like to interact with the people from the town, and they try to talk. Yeah. You try your Spanish, they will try whatever, and that's one of the beauties, yeah. you know, the community. Everybody's so welcoming. I guess probably a lot of people, you know, invite you to, you know, to water or, or to whatever, even in these times, no. Well, that's like that in any camino at any time, in my experience. I mean, you know, actually, my big lesson from all these caminos is that it's one big gastronomical route. It doesn't, matter. it doesn't, it doesn't, it's, I wouldn't say pub crawl, although you do go from bar to bar to bar. We do, if, we, if they follow your stories, you know, they do that, uh, you know, the, the, the final liquor at night is a tradition in Spain and helps you go to sleep. Exactly, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, you wake up one day with hangover, the Camino will take it out of you, so it is part of the Camino. But yeah, that, that's one of the parts, you know, that I always say to everyone, you know, when you come to Spain, you know, when people are coming from far, far away, you know, in your case and I, we can go to the Camino almost any time we want. But yeah. right now, you know, we five find out that, you know, things can change any day and suddenly you are not, you know, allowed to travel for a year and who knows when and are we going to be able to go back. So enjoy everything, you know, enjoy the food, enjoy the, the culture, enjoy the traditions, yeah. the buildings, take your time, you know, it doesn't have, the Camino doesn't have to be a rush that some people, you know, try to make it just arriving to the albergue and running the kilometers. Some days, you know, as you say, you know, you want to go 50K because it's a challenge. Some other days you're right. going to go five because there's a great bar with tapas mm -hmm. and it's free and there's, you know, some other pilgrims that are stopping there and you want to stay with them. Yeah. That's just how it goes, you know. Uh, it's, it's amazing. That's what I like about it. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy. There was actually a lot of Americans who were following me through all the Instagram stories that I, that I put up. And, uh, they, you know, they were jealous. They were saying, keep going on. And they were very encouraging and, and supportive. But it was also, you know, I got so many messages from them saying that they're living vicariously through me because it just reminded them, you know, the footsteps that they'd hear in the stories or, 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 or just the landscapes yeah. or, or the Spanish talking or the food or you know, even just the tortilla and the cafe con leche, oh. like things like that, you know. <laughs> That's the morning on the Camino. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> and did you got any any hate messengers you know i guess in my caminos i have them you know a lot of people are all sometimes they yeah. told me like why you are all the time you know with your instagram or when you know posting a story something like that. i'm like you know when i do my camino for showing the people the beauty of the camino it's what i do because that's my goal in that camino when i go for myself mm -hmm. i don't even carry my phone i don't even take pictures i just go for fun you know yeah. i have i'm the lucky one that lives in the camino so i don't know in your case you go any message you know like what are you doing in these times of covid walking mm -hmm. and um, I did actually, and mostly from people of a bit of an older generation. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, I, you know, it's, it's misplaced because it's, they see it, they see me on the phone taking a photo and maybe posting it up and they'll say, you know, this is your community, you should put it away. I mean, I, I, I can understand why they think that mm -hmm. or why they experience it, but they don't realize that if I walk for eight days, I might just have my phone off in flight mode. I'm just taking photos and taking pictures. And then if I'm having a beer, I can just put everything online and, and it's shared. You know, it's it's something that I, I enjoy doing, and it's it's what I do. Um, and also, you know, you know I get I get pleasure out of it. So it, it's it's my Camino. Like, and for me, it has become you know my way of a diary. I try to write many times. You know, in the old days, people used to write. People still do it. But for me, taking pictures and sharing is a way of telling my family and friends. You know what I'm enjoying, what I'm doing. And also, Absolutely. you know, in your way and my way to promote the Camino and the values that within the Camino holds on. So, yeah. but I, yeah. you know. It still happen and now with the virus we've seen more people you know judging others you know it depends you were following the rules all the time so yeah i mean you know sometimes maybe it got too busy i mean you know the one thing that would be was difficult is if it was really bad weather and you'd actually go in a bar where there's a lot of people that's yeah. where it was you know but mostly we'd sit outside that's the beautiful thing in spain most of the time besides the north it's mm -hmm. pretty it's it can, it can be very pretty weather <laughs> Until you get to Galicia, yeah, and the Galicia even sometimes yeah, right. is pretty, and of course, and of course sometimes is. Galicia is pretty water too. So yeah. what is the, the most beautiful, you know, a lot of people, you know, I haven't walked the Via de la Plata yet, it's on the, on the list, as you say, you know, on the list of Caminos to walk and the list of worldwide Caminos, you know, I don't know, when you mm -hmm. get this bag, it's just incredible how we are always, you know, looking for the next challenge and yeah. it gets more tricky, more challenging and then you're trying to find 
the less crowded different ones, but still the Camino always calls you back. I don't know. There's something different with the Camino. Why do mm -hmm. you think the Via de la Plata is different? What kind of pilgrim, you know, goes to the Via de la Plata? You know, one of my, when I walk the Camino, I usually realize that, you know, a lot of people go for the French first time, then the Portuguese, yeah. the Norte, you know, even Fisterra Muxia or the Aragones or some others, you know, they are for second timers yeah. or third timers. I don't know if yeah. you find the same in the, any new timer. In the, I don't think when you think Camino from, you know, the Santiago, your first idea is you're on your first time going Via de la Plata. Yeah. Uh, interesting question again. I mean, I've, I, there was actually a couple of people I met this year doing it, and it was their first Camino. Their first Camino. Um, wow. Yeah. They, 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 they just researched it, and they realized if you look at it very simply, you know, I, the north is a lot of altitude. Yeah. The French way, the French way is more the French. cultural in that sense. Yeah. It's the French way. Um, you know, Portuguese, Portuguese is short. Yeah. Camino Olvidado. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it depends also on the time of year. And I think, you know, the people that I met doing this, um, they would be aware they had their gear dialed down they knew what they were carrying they weren't messing around so they, they had done hikes before uh, mm -hmm. maybe pre you know long distance hikes uh, outside of the community before so they knew what they were doing um i mean it's not it's not a communal to do when you don't really know what you're doing because because what is the average case you do on one day in the in the via de la plata like for me i think it was around 30 35 30 35 so yeah so a little bit more than the 2025 what you'll see in the other ones but mm -hmm. i mean again that's an average there's there's we had a lot of days that we did had to do more than 40. yeah and there's nothing in between you and know, that's the whole carry. thing there is nothing in yeah. between yeah not even water points yeah. like you have to carry you know all your water i'd carry four and a half uh, at least four and a half liters of water with me yeah well. and a couple cans of aquarius <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say beer, but I'm like no beer in the in the hot weather, no way. Unless it's isotonic, because there's a lot of there's there's isotonic beers, beers now. That's true. Yeah, you know, yeah, remember in Spain sure. we have one Perfect. of the best things that when you run a marathon, as you can see, I do run marathons and stuff. At the end of the yeah, marathon, yeah. they give you beer because I've, they find yeah. out that it's really good for your body. So, exactly. cheers for the beers, guys. <laughs> So what is your gear? You know, everyone, we have a lot of tricky gear, you know, that we like to hike with. I know you are, you have your own set of, you know, sneakers or, or hiking suits. Yeah. What is your gear? You know, after so many Caminos, what are the things that you, you know, if you have to be doing like a masterclass of how to walk the Camino, what are the, the yes and the no's that you will say, you know, to a bunch of, of first timers? Um, less is always going to be more. So I guess the gear tip number one is, the stuff you think you might need, you're probably not going to need. How many things did you um, carry in your Camino Frances that you never used? Honestly, I actually hiked it in my jeans. <laughs> I didn't. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Are you from my mom generation that they used to say, you know, jeans were so good for hiking. <laughs> I'm like, holy moly, dude. Really? I, I had jeans, yeah. I mean, I had... Winter, I Camino de Santiago and jeans. The worst yep. thing ever, but it used to ever, be so... Ever. I guess in, in your country was the same in Spain. The old days, they were like the hiking gear. I'm like, no, they get wet. You know, the water yeah. goes all the way up because of the, of the fabric. It's horrible. They it's never horrible. get dry. Well, so how did I mean, you go? I, had, well, I, went, I mean, I, I finished it. It was fine. Okay. You know, it's, it's also kind of, it's also a state of mind, you know. I mean, it was, it was fine. It was heavy. And then I started realizing, you know, basically don't carry anything that's cotton. Mm -hmm. Because it's no good. Synthetics. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Synthetics. No good. Synthetics or merino. I find a combination yeah. of the two is what I what 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 is winning for me. And then just max three of everything. Uh, one that you're wearing. One that's maybe wet if you get a downpour, and one that's in your pack. And nothing on. else. Nothing and no, and more. Else. Yeah. No. What are Keep you? Uh, for water, for water, are you yeah. are you a pants guy? Shorts? Are you? Uh... A convertible, oh, that's, those that, ones that you can broke apart. No, I'm 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 a cabriolet, so I'm always in shorts. <laughs> yes, you know I found something. You know after trying some a lot of hiking, you know I've been hiking all my life too, and I found out that I went even shorter than you. You know I even don't carry underwear, just one set of underwear, because I go with you go run you go command you go command no them. I go with running shorts, and they already have you know the lining. Uh, so yeah yeah yeah. 
Yes, that. one for, you know, my long pants when it's called, when you get to Galicia or those cold nights and that's it. Yeah, that's it, yeah. I mean, I don't like, you know, in the evening time, I don't want to hang out in my flip-flops and shorts that I have. Oh, you like to like, dress up, yeah, we know that. I like, you know, I have my tenue de ville, you know. I have my, I have a shirt also or, or a polo, you know, I like, as you, you know, when I, when I finish the day, I like to take a shower and feel humany a little bit, yes. but, you know, it feels more, yeah. but, but I love my flip-flops and my, my spadrilles, those are my... Two things that I love the most at the end of the day. So, what about your your you know your shoes? Do you do anything with your feet? You know, a lot of people they are always talking. You know, you should wear hiking and like. I guess you know after so many caminos, you have find out what works for you. But yeah, so like that first one when I that I did in jeans, I had boots which were massive and like, weighed like two old kilos. style boots. Yeah, yeah, old style. Like yeah, I wow. I mean I almost had a pack with like a metal frame. I, I didn't bring that. <laughs> <laughs> we still see the people with those, huh? I know, I know, I know. It's insane. Just the frame alone is like my weight, my my my, my pack, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now there's a company called Ultra. Ultra comes from the states. Um, Ultra running. These 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 guys make shoes that are trail running shoes. So there's there's no Gore-Tex in them. Uh, yeah. They breathe very well. It's the best, thing. and they have a massive toe box. Uh, mm -hmm. So your feet basically sit very wide. And for me, it's perfect. Yeah, and, and I, I guess, you know, any, when, it goes, yeah, when it goes to Camino, it's finding what works for you. But at the end, you know, I realize, you know, boots, unless you're a super hiker old and you're doing it in winter, go for yeah. something or like... Maybe, or, yeah. or maybe a little bit, you know, if you're a bit older and you have weaker yeah. ankles, I can yeah. imagine... Yeah, but if you're looking you for the ankle, boots. yeah. But you can find yeah. other ways to give an ankle support, you know, with the sneakers and having, yeah. you know, some kind yeah. of protection there. But also, you yeah. know, I found out that with the Gore-Tex, a lot of people, they go, oh, Gore-Tex is great for water. It's great for, you know, the, the rain. I'm like, when you're in the Camino and after one hour of raining, there's nothing. No poncho, no umbrella, no nothing. You are going to get wet. So yeah. forget about anything. <laughs> yeah. There's no point. Yeah, and that's, and, you know, and, and the thing that, that's going to drive faster is the stuff that doesn't have the Gore-Tex. Yeah, that's why I always go. That's basically go, what you yeah. want. And also yeah, the, the no feet breathe tags. more and even your clothing. And the, another question, you know, for me, I know a lot of people are going to kill me for this, but I'm against ponchos. I hate them. I think it's the worst invention in life. You know, in the 60s, it may be worth it. But right now we have great synthetics, great, you know, stop winter, yeah. you know, stop winters and and all different, you know, layer. Yeah. We can, we have to dress by layers. I don't know if you are with me and or you are a poncho guy. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I made a mistake this time on the, on the, on the, on the Plata. I didn't even bring my rain gear. Normally I have like a, a torrent shirt. One of those, yeah, category, little a ones. That, Just yeah. little, little ones that yeah. you, but I, because I, I wanted to go so light, I decided I'll even leave that here and I might buy something at a Chinese bazaar and pick something up. And so I was in Salamanca and there wasn't, I couldn't find a Chinese bazaar. So I ended up getting like this really heavy poncho with a one day of rain and it didn't have sleeves. I got soaking wet. I, you know, I ended up giving it, you know, to a, a hospitalier, like maybe you can make another pilgrim happy. Or, or make a could, house you know, or, or a shelter for a dog. <laughs> something, something yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, you know. wasn't for me. Yeah. At the end, you know, if you first of all dress with layers, get a, one of those, you know, nice rain jackets, you know. Uh, yeah. they're not expensive right now you have all these brands you know in the US you have REI here you have Decathlon there's there's cheap yeah. gear that you can get for, for sure and what are the yeah. little you know the, your secret anything that you carry that no one else carries that is your little trick you know something that you found out that is great for the Camino I have to think well my, my little secret is just is, is I try and get the socks that have two two linings in them okay because the so basically what these socks are, you can find them in, they're like specialty socks that you can get in outdoor stores. But basically the theory behind this is, is that blisters, you get blisters when it's hot and things are friction. It's friction, it's a burn. So when it's, it's a, it's a friction or, or, or when it's burn. wet. So, yeah. so, you'll, so, so you'll get a burn. So the only way to prevent that is if moist can get away. And if you have two layers of, so you could put two pairs of socks on, that'll work. That's what well. you, people used to do in the old days. Um, Never tried, never will. I'm, you know, with the no lining socks, the the, the seamless. Yeah. I have a brand that works great for me, and they're from here. They're local. And I always yeah. get blisters, but that's my fit. So, yeah, actually, knock on wood, I never get blisters, and, I, and these socks are just magic. Spot on. Yeah. What about so your backpack? Do you have a backpack of, you know, are you a tutor? Are you a Salomon? Or you know, which one? Do you no, have? Any I have. Um, 
I'm looking at it now. It's it's an, just an Osprey fifty. Osprey, litre. okay. Uh, yeah, but it's it's an, it's old. It's been through many Caminos. I, I kind of want to go for the even lighter stuff. You know, the stuff how many liters do you do you have in that one? This one is fifty. Fifty. But so. I, I mean, I yeah. Like last year, I, I hiked when I did the Lapui. I had my tent and my cooking gear uh, with me, and actually even my laptop because I was working on the way while I was while I was doing the Camino. And that that's also something I got a lot of comments on we, that one. You know? We will have to talk about your Lapui and your other Caminos <laughs> one day. I guess today we focus just on, on COVID season. <laughs> yes. Yeah, fifty liters is fine. I mean, I want to drop down to forty. So uh, what was the, the average, you know, know weight of your backpack when you were doing the Via de la Plata? Without water, I'd say about eight. Eight, okay. So yeah, plus so water, kilos, around sorry. 13 yeah. kilos with food yeah. and water. Okay. Yeah. That's on your 10% of your body that I people... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm always the guy that like you, you know, I always carry like the extra candy, extra... In the Frances, I was carrying like three liters of water. I carry... Uh, a jet boil really? all the way from Saint Jean to Fisterre, and the only way I use it was in Fisterre to cook a pack of spaghetti that I carry from Saint Jean <laughs> to Finisterre. But you know, at the I'm end, I was sure the only one a... cooking at the end of Finisterre. I was there with my jet boil, that is amazing. I love jet boil, it's one yes. of the best things invented ever for hikers. But for the Camino, yeah. leave it at home. Yeah, unless you're camping. I mean, even when I was camping, even if you're uh, camping, it, it's unless nice. it's Spain, you're always gonna find. Unless you're you, a, you a coffee freak, or you know, you like your tea or every morning, and like me. But yeah. other than that, or you want to train your back because you like to carry more weight. That's yeah. the only thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, or free, so. or be super cheap and cook pasta every day. Or or, or that, yeah. <laughs> so what can you say? You know about the Via La Plata. What what does it feel? You know when you walk like forty. 50k by yourself because I guess most of the days you know for the ones following your your stories we saw that you were just you I'm like there was the other pilgrim that were you but you will be crossing paths so at the end yeah I guess for someone that is not used to to walking by yourself it's a lot of time with your own thoughts and you know your own yeah. stuff so yeah I mean for me it was it was perfect it was a, a straight up a gift I mean having this Camino and you know just the 10, 10 cool people that I met along the entire way for the entire month. Um, I mean, I like walking by myself and it, you know, what, what's also, but you know, I also like, you know, on the French way where you get kind of like different little yeah. groups of people and you get to know, you know, make more friends, but you know, I, I'd always, or always, I could get a bit annoyed at times when you're walking, you start bumping into people that you don't really want to see. Mm -hmm. Or you don't want to talk and you just kind of want to spend <laughs> your thoughts on your own. So this Camino was ideal because I could wake up, say bye to my friends, catch them at the, you know, or her in the evening time. But you basically have the entire day to yourself. Uh, I thought that was perfect. Perfect combination. And what, did you have any, you know, weird situation during the Piedra de la Plata anyway? You know, with, I guess, you know, with all these things going on, what was the, you know, the weirdest things that have that happened to you? Well, to me, I mean, um, that, it's a little bit of an embarrassing story. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> again, a good question. question. <laughs> so we were, there was this place, I forget the name, and apparently, you know, it was in Extremadura and there's okay. wolves. And I didn't realize there were wolves. And so in the evening time, the hospitalera told us, uh, you know, be careful, let the people know where you're going to be you might encounter wolves. And so I was like, shit, fuck, you know, I don't know anything about wolves. And so I was, I start, ended up walking and after about like 10 or 15 K just through nothingness, a couple of fences here and there, I see two black, what to me looks like wolves. And so I, you know, grab, tried to get my camera. I mean, I shot myself, went behind the bush <laughs> and tried to hide. And I thought, shit, what am I going to do? I mean, there's wolves out here you know, one, okay, maybe it'll go, but if there's two, you know, I've seen there's so many. There's a pack. I've seen so many movies. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm done with it. So I ended up walking and walking and I ended up going to this farmer's house and I, I asked him, you know, I, I saw wolves. He said, no, don't worry about it. They're not wolves. They're actually someone's black shepherds. And he was just going to, and they apparently just roam around there all the time. So it is funny like because an hour, an hour of stress where I was just absolutely dying. It, was it you the one that posted there is dogs following me? What should I do? 
no, that, no was that was the other friend that was walking the the north at the same time as you, the one I told you. It was funny because I was following both your stories, and you were like, you ended yeah. up arriving to Santiago on the same day, and he having okay. you know something like that happened to him. He wasn't like, there's dogs there. I'm like, they're just separate dogs. They don't gonna do anything to you. They just want to to move yeah. out of the cattle, you know, so they protected and that you're some stranger that needs to get yeah. the head of the. I we had the dogs there was a situation where we went through a field and we knew that and there was a bunch of cows and bulls as well mm -hmm. and they started running around you might have seen those videos as well but then we encountered four or five mastiffs which are like the the sheep dogs yeah um and they're massive and they're known to be part aggressive uh they won't bite apparently but these four dogs started circling around and started walking around us and they hiked with us for like two or three kilometers. Yeah. And we were both terrified. And then we ended up asking, we did like a poll on Instagram. Okay, yeah. I remember that answer in that one. Yeah. Why, did, why did the walks walk with us? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. And then apparently this, the, you know, this owner of this bar, he said, these dogs are fine. They were, he said they were tired of the, of the cows and they probably just wanted to play. And then the day after, a couple yeah. of friends of ours, they, they walked through the same bit. And they sent us all these photos with these dogs like jumping on them and coming with them and stuff. So we and they kind same. of bumped, like we, we missed out, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that we have to remember a lot of times, you know, maybe in the Vida de la Plata and the Les Walk Caminos, that didn't happen, you know. But we have to remember that one of the main programs in Galicia is, you know, a lot of dogs get lost because they follow the pilgrims to another village and then they don't know how yeah. to get back. And they are not stray dogs, you know, they, they belong to someone in the village. So you be careful yeah. with pilgrims, you know, taking their, their dogs. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take this one home. I'm like, maybe... It has a home already, it's, you know, a dog that is just yes. from the village, from someone. So <laughs> in Galicia, it happens a lot. And I, we know that the, the, the dog association over there is trying to, you know, to mend, you know, do this, uh, you know, yeah. teaching pilgrims and everyone that, you know, animals over there, usually they are not dangerous. They're just protecting the cattle. And also if they are, you know, nowhere, usually they're not stray dogs. So don't take it home. You know, we know a lot of pilgrims yeah. worldwide that have a dog from Galicia at home. So it's just funny. <laughs> Yeah, and also by the way, if you're listening, this this wolf thing is is actually not dangerous. There, it's they they apparently won't do anything. There's a sanctuary further up somewhere on the on the on the Via de la Plata, which unfortunately was full and closed or closed, I believe. When I I wanted to go up, but uh, I tried. I really started re reading and researching about wolves and, and you know what what what's their behavior like, and, mm -hmm. because I kind of want to be prepared. You know, if you're walking through some place and you don't know what's yeah. there. Now we have to remember that you know anywhere in Spain there is wild animals. There is there is dog. There is bears. There is you know foxes. There is some you yeah. know other stuff. But everything is more scared from you than you are from there. So hiking exactly. and backpacking in Spain is not you know nothing related to doing in in the states or you know in wild Europe or or in Africa. Yeah. Anywhere you yeah. hike, the chances of being you know attacked by any wild animal are close to zero or nothing. So any camino yeah. or anything you know you be yeah. if they go they may go the yeah. Do you know anything about the bears? Because I know that in Galicia, or is it in, uh, in the... It's in the Pyrenees, the Pyrenees. We have bears the there. Bears. Yeah, they've been trying to get them back. They used to be an old wild coral Camille. There's a lot of stories about Camille, you know, that's been living a good life. There's also stories from the shepherds that, you know, I know from little villages that they say, Camille tasted really good. Oh, really? <laughs> Again, you know, the bears go so, against yeah. the cattle. The government likes yeah. the bears to be there, but the, the servers and the people from the village, they don't like the bears to be yeah. there. So it's a, it's a big fight. Yeah. And they try to put yeah. bears, you know, usually they are more on the French side than in the, in the Spanish side, but there's known oh, to really? be some over there. So in the first community, but again, okay. I heard bears one in my whole life backpacking the, you know, the Pyrenees. And they are you never going to... You, see, I you hear them. them. Yeah. Never seen oh, you them. You heard them? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So... Only thing I really the... seen, you know, and getting to our, to our camp was foxes, and we saw them at night going to the garbage. So that's one of the few things yeah. you need to be careful. You know, just the, the garbage and the food, yeah. they will go for it, yeah. and but they will never even try to do anything to you. Crazy. Was this part of the GR11 that you're on? We're yep. totally going. Yeah, GR11. Right GR11. <laughs> one that once you are ready. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm almost done with it. But so anyway, you go, you go, you start your Camino de la Plata, your Vida de la Plata. You have to go home. I guess what was the feeling, you know, of having to stop a Camino and not for, you know, your decision? It was something that someone, you know, it was your decision, but still, it was more like a government, you know, safety. Yeah. How how was the feeling? How did you arrive home and and you guys like I was there, you know, living such a 
you know, on the Via de Plata, relaxing, nothing, just, yeah. you know, every day by day, and then you have to go home. Well, there's, I guess it's two mixed feelings. You know, a lot of, I knew it was a possibility that that would happen. So I was, I was prepared for it and I knew it, it, it could, could probably happen. I just wanted to take a, a shot and see how far I could go. You know, I ended up doing about a hundred or 120 kilometers. Mm -hmm. so it wasn't even, even that long. And secondly, I mean, you know, it's like 80 euros to fly from Amsterdam to Seville. It's, it's not like, you know, people who come from the wow, States and they- Wow, that's cheap. Yeah, I think I flew for like 70, 70 bucks. I flew down, I think it was fine. Yeah, so it's, we're close, it's, it's four hours away. Um, I could just pack my stuff in the morning and in the afternoon I could be where walking. I need to be in the day after I, I'm walking, <laughs> I'm on the Camino. You know, it's, it's different for people, you know, who are flying from yeah. outside of Europe. Uh, you know, if, if something like that were to happen. And, and I think also, I mean, for me, this was, this Camino was seriously just about the hike and getting to know the area. There wasn't mm -hmm. anything, any, you know, personal development yeah. reasons as to why I would do it. I, I can imagine that if someone's on a Camino, you know, dealing with maybe a loss or that they're mm -hmm. dealing with a struggle in their lives. And if you then are, are, are you know, forced off of a Camino, that can be, yeah. Devastating, extra, yeah. extra, yeah, extra painful. But uh, again, I guess it just depends on how you deal with things changing. You yeah. know, and it just changed, and I, I figured I'll just come back when I can come know, back. Again. I remember we talked about it on Instagram, you know, and you were, you know, what will you do? And I guess you know, you did the right thing to do. I was, you know, it wasn't the time, it wasn't the moment. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is hard. You know, in your case, it was easier. Sometimes this can happen, you know, because of you know health issues. I was, I'm reading right now the the Pilgrim, the book from Paul Coelho. And again, and it says, you know, that the only reason you're allowed to to leave the Camino is for health, you know, issues. So I was I was thinking, you know, with oh, you right. and other people that, you know, oh, sometimes right, people right. are like, oh, you shouldn't be, you know, you know, there's always you have to push yourself, but there is a limit. And the, the you know, the great mind and the great people is when you, when is your limit, you know, for you, it was right there that you decided to go back home. And, but again, that would lead also into a happy moment. How was getting back into the Camino? How was finally getting your... Did, did you unpack your bag or did you just leave it in your living room, you know, ready to go? I, I unpacked it. I did the washing. Okay. I left the pack like, in, my, in, my, in, in, my, in my kitchen. So I, I saw the pack every day, which would remind me it's there. All you got to do is pack it up, get on a flight and just start walking again. So it, it was ready to go. Uh, it was just more, you know, the timing of, and, and when was it reasonable to go? When mm. was it, first of all, the weather-wise and then COVID-wise? Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm so happy it, it all worked out, you know. I and was able to how was finally, you know, arriving to Santiago? I know that the arrival was beautiful, but then you got probably the most incredible, massive rain on that date. It'll, you know, it was like the, 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 the sky was, you know, crying for, for, for the wall. But how well, was that it? That was actually the... It was, we, we had to do like 103 days, 100 kilometers in three days because it, we saw the weather coming up and it was going to be a week of just, yeah. Bleh. And so, uh, you know, we walked and walked and walked and then ended up, you know, we did end up doing a 45 day or something and, and, and arrived in Santiago and it was just, it was perfect. I mean, uh, just how, how, you know, kind of like fairy tale, kind of like how you want it, how you want it to be. But, How uh, do you remember, yeah. you know, compared to your other, you know, for me, every time I finish the Camino is different. Of course, my first time was, you know, I guess, you know, the one I always, you know, have the the biggest, yeah. you know, feeling. But how was this one, you know, with all the stuff that you have to go through, you know, the stuff that the world was going through? How was the arriving into Santiago? Um, I guess it was very, you know, very personal. I, I've made kind of this, I have this like weird thing that I do with the cathedral and because I arrived there and then I say hello to it. And when I leave the town, even before I get on the bus and go to the airport, I always walk past it again, and I point up to it, and they'll say, "I'll be back. I'll see you, see you, see you, see you soon." Hmm. And then I leave. And so every time I come back, and especially now this time, because it, you know, it, it had been like a year or something. I, yeah, it had been a year since since I I was back. It was it's just kind of like seeing an old friend, you know. Hmm. It's very cool. It's but it, but it's it's like something that I just do for myself. Nobody else, it's, it's like an appointment that I have with myself that I have to do that. And I have to show up and, 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 and you know, take the time. For me, it's about taking the time to do what I enjoy doing the most mm -hmm. and, and having to make choices in my regular day life, in, in my business and, and with my work, uh, 
as to how I can manage things to do what I enjoy doing. And when you're able to do that and all the pieces of the puzzle fall together and you, you finish it, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's a good, it's a cool feeling. It's like, it right, is I'm, you know, I'm, do, I'm doing this. And Santiago, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it has something about walking. You know, one of the things I love to do the most in Santiago is like waking up in the morning early and just walk around the town. You know, it's something that, yeah. I don't know, as you say, you know, seeing the cathedral and saying it again and again, you know, it's like the Fontana de Trevino. You throw them on the coin back saying that you will be back there <laughs> with love or with no love. But I guess we yeah. all, the pilgrims, you know, we go back to Santiago. So, you know, to, to keep finishing this, this interview and... What are your next Caminos? You know, you talk a lot about your next Caminos and worldwide Caminos. You know, right now we are, I think, in a moment where people are going to be more trending. You know, even if it's already kind of like a trend worldwide, hikers, backpackers. But I think, mm -hmm. you know, now with this whole COVID situation and people are more needed than ever to go out and have time yes. for themselves. So what are your top Caminos, you know, for your next journeys and adventures? Well, I've got a couple of tracks up my sleeve but I'm not going to share them because oh. it's going to be very busy. <laughs> but what I could, what I can do, uh, you know, I, I, the Via de la Plata was one that I thought would be my last. Okay. I met uh, the president from one of the Camino associations in, um, I think it's the, it's called the Mozarabe. Mozarabe, yeah. El Camino Mozarabe. Yeah, it's, it's the one. From, it's from Almeria to uh, mm -hmm. Merida, right? Through mm -hmm. through Granada, Cordoba. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of like an so extension that, of the Via de la Plata, in a way. Yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah. It it it, it connects in, in Merida. Um, so I met him and his uh, and his wife, and they told me about it, and it seems absolutely amazing. So that's definitely one that I'll do, and it, so that'll be. But that'll be a Camino that actually won't, for me, end in uh, Santiago. I guess I'll just do it from just the beach. That part for Almeria, the, yeah, just that bit, yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, there's the GR10. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in France, the GR11 in Spain. There's um, the Camino dos Faros, which is... Camino, do, from, Camino dos Faros. Camino, it is on my Camino list. I know the people. Yeah. They are they are in the podcast. I interviewed them a while ago. They are incredible. Oh, really? oh awesome. Yeah. And yeah. it has also an incredible story because it's been all made by, a, you know, people with the free time. It's no money from governments oh. or anything. They have a big fight with the, with, you know, with the institutions about it. But Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be amazing. So the English, that's one that I forgot to mention. Okay. I mean, it's it's a, it's a small one, but it, doesn't it start in Ferrol and go down to Fisteta? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so that's definitely high on my list. And then there's another trail in Portugal called the Fisherman's Trail. Fisherman's Trail, okay, yeah. Which goes from south of Lisbon. Uh, I think it takes about a week or so, or 10 days, to um, Sagres along yep. the coastline. Good place for if, beer. If you go, if you, that as well. <laughs> I have one right there. now that, that is, you know, hitting me. It's the, it's the, the Camino de Santiago in the Canary Islands. I've been, you know, checking it and it's the only place in Spain that you can fly and do right now. It's a five-day trek, you know, in a volcanic. So... That could be something. And you, the flights are... Last time we I saw, know, and that's yeah, why I went for it. I'm like, fun. maybe, you know, if I have some other two crazy guys that want to go and do it, maybe, you know, the beginning of the year, something to celebrate a new 2021. And the, the flights are maybe super cheap sense. from Bilbao. Yeah, let's do it. So maybe do a, a week of hiking and a week of, you know, <laughs> just nothing. Canaries are very good for that. And, you know, we are freelancers. <laughs> we can work anywhere in the world, so... Exactly. <laughs> anyway, Dan, thank you so much for being with us. You're more than welcome. I, I guess we'll have to do another one to talk about all your other many Caminos and also to talk about your, your side business, Camino Frames, you know, and I think that I invite yep. everyone to follow the, the links that we will put on the, on the notes in the show to your social media and to your website so they can know more about what you do and what allows you to live the way you do because I think it's really interesting that, you know, the decisions that you take allows you to do. A lot of people think, oh, you are so great to do. I'm like, no. You have to make decisions, you have to take things away, and yeah. also you have to do, but that's what, you know, once you get to know the Camino, it gets, there's no way back. Yeah, well, there's no way back, but there's, it's, it, 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 like you said, it comes down to choices. You it's know? always, yeah, uh, just keep going straight forward, and they say, you know, Ultreya, Etsuseya, there's only one way, and it's forward, and to the highness, I guess, you know, one have to find their exactly. own highness. So, thank you so much, and we'll sure, see okay. you again, and Ultreya. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to El Camino People, the podcast with me, your host, Jose Mariotana. If you like our show and want to know more, check our website, elcaminopeople.com. 
And please, if you like us, also show us some love and give us a good review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are watching it. Or leave us a comment on our website. We would love to see and you know hear what you what you think about the podcast. So we will be back now every week. We have decided to change the format of the podcast and we will be back every week. Uh, Tuesdays will be English, Wednesday will be Spanish. And also we are still doing our roundtables. Next week will be a roundtable in Spanish, will be uh, the sport challenges in the Camino Santiago. But we will be back in two weeks with a roundtable in English. This time, El Camino with your family. Thanks for listening. We'll try, uh, Thank you.